Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or have you found the Ark of the Covenant and wonder if it looks better by the TV or in the dining room? Tiernan, no one has ever found the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, haven't they? Are you a mythbuster Or a myth-truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids' mystery podcast. And, and we, we are, are the Busters or Trusters. We look into strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all types of the unexplained. Like how if you wear a white top, you'll always, always get a food stain on it, even if you haven't eaten anything. No, that's just you. Really? It's so annoying. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case a fascinating riddle or just a load of old twiddle? Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because tomorrow is always a mystery. No, it's not. It's a Saturday. Well, that's not what it says in my calendar. Look. Yeah, you've just scribbled over the word Saturday and put mystery in pen, haven't you? No comment. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases. So stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information and start putting together your case. The Case Athena, let's see if you can crack my secret code to find out what this week's case is. Ooh, exciting. I love trying to work out secret codes. OK, go for it. This week, we will not be looking into the mystery of the Voynich Manuscript. Was that it? Yep. Tricky, huh? Uh, no, we're doing the Voynich Manuscript this week. Putting the word not in front so you pretend it isn't what we're doing isn't how you do a secret code. Isn't it? Then how do you do a secret code then? <clears throat> okay. One tarp dulu eb glinet. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. Now, shall I tell you and our chief detective some facts about the mysterious old manuscript book that is this week's case? Yes, not. Um, okay. The Voynich manuscript is a very, very old book that is written in a code supposedly called Voynichese that no one has been able to crack, so no one has a clue what the book says. The manuscript is 240 pages long, but may have some missing pages, and it is filled with the most fantastical illustrations and diagrams of people, plants that don't exist, and star signs, amongst many, many more things. It was revealed to the world in 1912 by Wilfred Voynich, who was a rare book dealer, so the manuscript was named after him. 
It has been studied by expert codebreakers all over the world for years, and theories about it range from saying it's a lost language, a test written by aliens, or it is a cipher, which means a type of secret code. In 2020, Yale University in Connecticut, USA, put the whole Voynich manuscript in their digital library, so now anyone can read it online. All we really know for sure is that the book was made in the 1400s thanks to the tests on the vellum. Vellum is what was used before paper and it's made of animal skin. We also know that the drawings are a very typical style for European artists in the 1400s and the paint used in the manuscript is also from Europe around that time. But that's all we know. Well, that is not fascinating. And I keep telling you that is not a secret code. Please stop it and instead give our chief detectives the evidence so they can work out whether the Voynich manuscript is a very important secret text or a load of old gobbledygook written as a hoax. I will not. Sorry, I mean, of course. First piece of evidence. Our first piece of evidence is the fact that the Voynich manuscript is so mysterious no one has ever been able to work out who created it or where it came from. The first suspected owner may well have been the Roman Emperor Rudolf II, who reigned from 1576 to 1611, as a worn-out signature was found on the front of the book from one of his advisers. That means there's at least a hundred years between when the Voynich manuscript was made and the first person we know that owned it. The first confirmed owner was a man named Georg Barish in the 17th century. He was an alchemist, which means someone who spent their life studying how to transform things, like lead, into gold. We only know that Georg owned it because in 1639 he wrote a letter to a man who specialised in breaking codes, asking him for his help with understanding it. We then know after Georg Barish died that his friend Jan Marek Marchi took the book as he also wrote to the codebreaker. There have been many theories over the years about just who wrote the manuscript. A pharmacist called Edith Sherwood, who spent a lot of time studying it, suggested it was written by the famous artist Leonardo da Vinci when he was young. But a philosopher called William Newbold said in 1921 that it was written by a monk in the 13th century. Another reckoned it was written by aliens. And in fact, there are so many theories about where it came from, you could make your own 240-page manuscript about it. It is fascinating that the Voynich manuscript's author is completely unknown and that many different people have investigated it over the years. But that doesn't prove it's a clever code or a book about anything important at all. It wasn't written by a young Leonardo da Vinci because scientists showed it was made before he was born. So he couldn't have written it, even if he was a very clever baby. And Newbold's theory about it being written by a 13th century monk has also been proven to be wrong. Chances are we will never know who made the manuscript, which is a shame as it might help us understand why they did it. But it's possible the author is no one of note at all and they just made this for a friend or even as a hobby. There are some suggestions it was made by a codebreaker called Raphael Nishofsky who liked making up pretend codes to trick his friend who happened to be Jan Moek Marchi, the friend of the first confirmed owner. So it still could all be a big hoax. OK, but if it's a hoax, how does that explain our second piece of evidence? Second piece of evidence. The language or code that the manuscript is written in is so complicated, absolutely no one, not even top expert codebreakers, has ever been able to understand it. So far, historians, linguists who study languages and cryptographers who work on understanding codes have all spent years trying to work out what it means. 
They've used languages from medieval Germany, the ancient Aztecs, Latin and Hebrew, among others, as well as seeing if every other letter makes a word or if it's shorthand or any other number of known codes. Surely all these code experts would be able to tell if it was nonsense or not. Well, whoever made this was clearly very clever. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that this isn't a hoax. It just means it could be a super smart hoax. Gordon Rugg, a computer scientist at Keele University in England, says it can be easy to make up a language that means nothing. But this is a very clever type of gibberish that someone has clearly spent time on. Rugg spent 10 years looking at the manuscript and matching how the language, Voin the Cheese, follows how other languages work too and believes this has all been done to look like it means something important, but it isn't important at all. But it must mean something. While we can't read any of the book, it's full of amazing illustrations of everything from fantastical plants to dragons and zodiac symbols. These have helped researchers break it into sections, and they include chapters about botany, which means plant life, chapters about astronomy and astrology, which means stars and star signs, biology, so to do with life, cosmology, to do with the planets, pharmaceutical, all about medicine, and recipes. It clearly must mean something very important. Or, like one recent theory from historian Nicholas Gibbs, it might actually just be a guide to women's health. You know, like a really old magazine saying what to eat and how much to exercise. He reckoned each letter stood for a whole shortened word in Latin and that the missing pages are an index that would have helped explain it all. Except Latin experts say that doesn't work or makes sense and that while it might be a women's health guide, there's still no real way of knowing. Which is annoying, isn't it? No one knows anything about it, so there's just no way of knowing what it actually means. And no way of telling if it is a hoax or not, which means it could be. But maybe we're missing the point by trying to work out what the text actually says, which brings us to the third piece of evidence. Third piece of evidence. The third piece of evidence is not really to do with the manuscript, but just what's been learned from trying to decode it. In their attempts to work out what it all means, researchers have written so many journals about computer science, physics, code-breaking and languages, some of which have been used to help programme early attempts at artificial intelligence, or AI. That's what we're seeing a lot more of in the world right now, where computers and machines use code to almost think for themselves. Sort of. One researcher in Brazil looked at how science can be used to find patterns in language, and another paper looked at how to use computers to find when language used originated from Hebrew. These are all tools that can now be used in the rest of the world and for other language studies too. So maybe the real importance of the Voynich manuscript is the things we learned along the way. Nice try, but that's not a piece of evidence. Those are just nice things that happened whilst looking for evidence. But you know what? I will give you this one. It is amazing the work that has been put into cracking this, and it's almost like no one really cares whether it makes sense or not. They just want to be the ones that solve it. It could still be a hoax, though. Just, you know, a very useful one. I think that's part of the fun of code breaking, isn't it? Solving it and getting the satisfaction of knowing you're smart enough to do it. Yeah, I think so. My worry is, is that you can get a bit carried away with it. If all you think about all day is codes and how to break them, you might start seeing codes everywhere, even when it's just nonsense. Doc, stop what you're doing and get over here. This is an emergency. OK, Chief, it sounds serious. What is it? I've been given this and it makes no sense. 
I need you to break the code immediately, because who knows what will happen if you don't. I immediately? But, but Chief, I, I've never seen anything like this before. Just do it, Doc. Time is running out, and I don't have time for your careful science, because there's no time for that sort of thing when we've got no time on our hands. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Ah, uh, these symbols. They don't make sense. Why would anyone put that next to that? I'll run it through the machines. Maybe it can match it up with languages or symbols from s somewhere else in the world. Nothing? How can this be? It, it doesn't line up with any known words in the history of the universe. It, it doesn't fit with any math or DNA structures or how many teeth a giraffe has. I, I just can't... Someone bring me a coffee, gosh darn it! Chief! Chief! I, I've got it, Chief! Goodness, Doc. You're a genius. I knew I'd seen this symbol before, and I racked my brains, but when it clicked, all the other pieces fell into place. Yes, yes, get on with it. What does it mean? Are we safe? Yes, I, I think so. It means 30-degree wash, don't tumble dry, but you can iron. <sighs> You'll get a medal for this, Doc. I'll make sure of it. Doc! Yes, sir? My shirt shrank in the wash, and now it looks like I wear children's clothes. You were wrong, and now my neck is literally on the line. That line there, because it's too small for my neck. No! I wonder if anyone's tried to match the Voynich manuscript up to clothing label washing advice. Oh, no way. It's too complicated. I doubt even the top code breakers can get close to that. We all know you just guess and put a wash on, hoping for the best. It's the only thing for it. OK, Chief Detectives, it's time for you to listen to all the evidence and decide. Is the Voynich manuscript an important secret text or just a big old medieval hoax? Tiernan, are you ready? Let's do it. Evidence Recap. Our first piece of evidence was that the Voynich manuscript was so mysterious, no one has ever been able to work out who created it or where it came from. But none of that means it's a top-secret code. It could just all be nonsense, made up by someone to prank their friend. The second piece of evidence is that the code in the manuscript is so clever, not a single one of the world's top codebreakers has been able to figure it out. Which might be because it doesn't actually mean anything and there is nothing to figure out. The last piece of evidence is all the research done trying to decode the Voynich manuscript that may now be useful in the real world, meaning perhaps it was created to help people come up with new ideas. Or maybe people just need a challenge to be inspired to develop methods that they hadn't had to use before. So now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Voynich manuscript myth buster? Or a Voynich manuscript myth truster? We want to hear from you and what you think, and most importantly, which side you're on. And I'm certain if the Voynich manuscript is decoded, it will say, Team Truster is the best. It won't say anything, because it's gobbledygook, they're with Team Buster on this one. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a myth truster or myth buster when it comes to whether the Voynich manuscript is the world's most top secret code or a load of old gibberish. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes or thoughts to hello at bustortrust.com or you can drop us a line on the Spotify Q&A. Tell us your name, age, what you think all the evidence means and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes or emails in our next episode. We won't always be able to use all of them. 
And if you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen to your podcasts for more great episodes. We love to hear what you think, so please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps more detectives find, bust or trust. We'll even read some of the reviews out on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Did you like that case, Athena? S-A-I-A a day. Huh? Are you talking in code? Foyer, seke AI, mate. Well, I enjoy this. Not. Tilse, otne, a, odake, in and tay.